Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Pornhub podcast. I'm Asa Akira, and today's guest is Pornhub brand ambassador, Kira Noir. She's been on the show before, but uh, this past January, Kira won the AVN Female Performer of the Year Award, which is arguably the biggest accolade possible in our industry. Um, So we had her on the podcast to talk about that and life and relationships and feelings and sex. So uh, I hope you enjoy. Pornhub. Pornhub. The Pornhub Podcast. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm at my friend's place because my laptop was not working. <laughs> so, um, this is why I have ho friends. Everybody I know has cameras and streaming things. <laughs> it's true. Like someone in the community will have a really great webcam hookup. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The benefits of porn, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um. So first of all, congratulations. Thank you so much. Um, to anyone that doesn't know, um, Kira... Noir just won AVN's Female Performer of the Year, <laughs> which is, yeah. um, I guess maybe I'll just explain. I'm pretty sure everyone knows, but AVN is, I think, like the longest running award show um, in the porn industry. It's often referred to as the Oscars of porn. And um, it airs on Showtime every year. So like, I think until recently, it was kind of the most like, well-known, I guess, mainstream aspect mm-hmm. of our industry in some ways. Like I, it, like back when I joined porn, it was like one of the only things I knew about the business. Um, mm-hmm. And female performer of the year is arguably the biggest award of the ceremony. Um, Sorry, and obviously like male performer of the year is also like the counterpart to that. And it's also the biggest award of the night, but I would say that like the one, the award people really want to know coming out of the show is like who won AVN female performer of the year. And it was you. (laughs) It's nuts. How are you feeling about it? Um, I am really, really surprised. Um, I was drunk and like having a fun time with my friends. So with AVN, it's, there's a convention leading up to it. And the award show is on the last day of the convention. So I will usually refrain from drinking or staying out late or anything like that to keep my immune system up because I'm mm-hmm. meeting a bunch of people and I'm hugging people and kissing people and I'm trying to stay kind of healthy at least. Um, and then AVN is my night to get drunk and have fun and do weird, crazy late night stuff. Um, so I was well on my way to that. And I love AVN. I love dressing up. I love seeing everybody. I just don't ever expect to win anything. So I was just yelling and screaming for my friends and doing shots. <laughs> and I didn't even hear my name get called because I wasn't really, I didn't think that I was going to win. Um, so my friends, I, I was just, I was looking at the nominees on screen and I was just thinking if, as long as they show my name on screen, I'm happy. A lot of times I can't show all the nominees for time. Yeah. Like, let me, yeah. let me just like explain that part. So Mm -hmm. there's basically a nominee list of like 10 to 15 people for each category, right? Mm -hmm. And then once you get to the award show, they only show maybe like five of those people or nominees on the screen. And that's kind Mm -hmm. of like the, 
you've made it to the second round kind yeah. of thing, right? <laughs> and then from that list, then they then announce the winner. Mm-hmm. So I saw my name up on the screen and I was like, oh, okay, cool. I, I did my good thing. It. I made it. And then I took another shot. And all of a sudden, everyone around me was screaming at me to go up on stage. And I was very confused. <laughs> oh my God. Wait, so you you really didn't think you would win? No. Have I mean, you... go on. Um, a black woman's never won before. So I just A black didn't woman think... has never won before. Mm-hmm. But also, like, wait, so you never, you, has there ever been a year that you were like, this might be my year? No. Um, that list is very star packed. There's Angela White, Kenzie Ann was nominated this year, Anna Fox, like all these women that are incredible. So there's never been a time where, like, oh, I'm doing better than her. Like, I, <laughs> I've never thought that. Wow, that's really, really interesting. Okay, so from my perspective, and like, obviously, I am not, I'm not as in it, but like, from the outside, like looking in, not that I'm like, a total outsider, but like, I thought you were going to win two years ago. Really? And then again, I thought you were going to win last year. So when you won this year, for me, it was like, not a surprise at all. Mm. And not only that, I, I find that, like, historically when someone wins I feel like and this is kind of true of the Oscars as well but like I feel like it's usually you feel like someone's gonna win it for a few years before they actually win it Hmm. right because like you've been nominated how many times now a lot I think a lot (laughs) every year except one since I started, <laughs> um, which I'm, I'm really grateful for. And I've always told people, as long as I can get nominated, I'm happy. Uh, of course, if I ever win an award, I'm ecstatic. This is my first time accepting an award on stage too, since the same thing with like the nominees list where they can't announce everything on stage for time. Right. Um, a lot of awards, they'll just flash the the winners up on the screen at the end of the award show. Um, so I've won AVN awards before, but never like gone and accepted one on stage. So I just wasn't expecting any of that. And I just w- wanted to be happy to be nominated and celebrate with my friends afterwards. Who, who did you think was going to win? I'm just I thought it was going to be Angela White again. <laughs> okay, fair. She, she won, yeah. I think, three times in a row, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's fair. She had like a really strong year um, as well. Mm-hmm. She's um, doing really great stuff for, with Brazzers. Um, she's always like the top social media star. Has really great fans. Like she's very sweet, and I feel like her fans reflect that. They're also really nice. Uh, whenever I met people in line um, at AVN, they would tell me that they're just coming from Angela's booth, and they're always the sweetest people. <laughs> and I feel like that's a good indication of how great her fan base is. You were talking about the convention, like when you're mm-hmm. signing autographs mm-hmm. at the booth. So, okay, like speaking of that, like you, so AVN does follow the AVN convention, which is like three or four days, right? And it's our biggest convention. It's the biggest porn convention, I think, in the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. At least for us, Um, yeah. There's never been anything else. And yeah, and like the award show is on the last night of that. And it's funny that you say like you try to stay really healthy um, like throughout the show because yeah, like we – you know, we joke around and we call it the AVN flu mm-hmm. where everyone gets sick at AVN. Mm-hmm. I didn't. And obviously, did, you didn't. Me neither. No. Yeah. That's crazy. Me neither. And like right now I have two little kids in school, so I'm like sick 
all the fucking time right now. Mm -hmm. Like that's just like the phase of life I'm in. And maybe that like really built my immune system because I didn't get sick either. But now I'm like, oh, maybe <laughs> it just like didn't go around this year. Hmm. Um, but, you know, also like I'm like, I think AVN, the award show night is always like this really dramatic and emotional night, not only because of the awards and like that is an emotional thing in and of itself, but like, you know, we've, we go through a lot during the convention. Like we're usually like, kind of hungry all the time because like mm -hmm. we want to fit into these like really tight outfits sometimes and then like you know you're a lot of us are introverts and we are meeting fans which like I, I think you're kind of like a super introvert right I can turn it on and off thankfully mm -hmm. in my personal life I have a small circle of friends and I'm, most nights I'm staying at home for work stuff it's not like I can become an entirely different person, but I kind of just jump into this role and then I can be fine and happy and do all the things and talk to all the people. And the second I'm done, I just want to sleep forever. <laughs> I'm exactly the same. Mm. It's so weird. Like if it's work related or if it's like meeting fans and stuff, I'm like super into like small talk and like being social and meeting new people. Mm -hmm. What? Why do you think that is? Like, I why is that, it more comfortable when, like, when I go to a party, like, just in, like, my regular life, like, nothing porn related, I'm, like, mm -hmm. totally that person who's, like, not really talking to a lot of new people. I kind of, like, lock onto one person and hang out with them, like, the whole night in the corner kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Like, what, why do you think, why is that a thing? I think that whenever you do porn, you do develop a kind of persona for porn, and that's how you can be embarrassed because you have a stain on your shirt and like you're walking around in public, but you're not embarrassed to get bang, gang banged by five guys and post it on the <laughs> internet while you're like begging for more cum and had they're calling you a dirty whore. And that's fine because it's you're like you're doing it in your persona and like it's expected. And people, when people watch it, they like want to see that content. So it's all okay. But whenever it's quote unquote real life, it's more stressful because you can't edit anything. People aren't like going to expect any specific thing from you. So you kind of just have to wing it. And whenever I'm doing a porn convention, I can just be happy, bubbly Kira and have fun yeah. chatting with people. And that's great. Um, but in normal party situations, I don't know what the fuck anybody wants me to talk. I don't even know if they want me to talk to them. So that's <laughs> a really interesting point. Mm -hmm. Like, I guess, you know, like we, we talk in porn a lot about like the fact that porn stars are like objectified as these mm -hmm. like as porn stars, right? And mm -hmm. like th that kind of works to our benefit a little bit sometimes because you go, you show up to a porn convention and you're meeting fans and like you already know what version of yourself you want to be or mm -hmm. want to present in that room. And you kind of know like what they're there for. And that's like mm -hmm. part of the deal, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah it's true. Mm -hmm. um, I also think there's like some level of comfort in like, when I'm at a porn convention or anything porn related, there's like this understanding where it's like, okay, we're all a little weird. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like we do porn. You love porn enough to go to a convention for it or an mm -hmm. event or whatever. Like we're all of the same cloth. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so you can talk about weird stuff. Like somebody can yeah. come up to you and be like, I love your asshole. And I'm like, dude, me too. And it's, it's fine. It's and it's like, yeah. And like, you're not going to judge me for like, 
you know, being like this weirdo on the outskirt of society. Yeah. You might be too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's like a, there's like kind of like a camaraderie in that, I think. Yeah. Um, I want to go back to talking a little bit about you are the first black woman to ever win this award. Um, I mean, it's like, this is a dumb question, but like, like, what does that mean to you? Like, <laughs> it's a really bittersweet kind of thing. Mm-hmm. because as happy as I am to win in general, and then as happy as I am to achieve that kind of milestone, it does come with that it took this long for it to happen. Sure. There have been a lot of other amazing Black performers who have done incredible work, had just the best careers, and really were staples in the porn community at large that didn't get that kind of accolade. So mm-hmm. I feel almost kind of guilty I'm trying to not and just be happy for myself. Um, and I first, like, I tweeted about it because I wanted to acknowledge it. Um, and then people started kind of fighting with me on it and saying, like, no, you weren't because this person won and this person won. And then I started arguing with people on Twitter because uh, somebody said that it was oh, Midori that was the first black female performer to win. And she was the first black woman to win an AVN award in okay. 2001 for Best Supporting Actress, but not... Uh, female performer of the year and then somebody else said that skin did it and skin's my fucking idol so like if she for a second that scared me so yeah like, we would know am i a bad fan like did i not know <laughs> and i had to like look it up she won uh, i'm pretty sure it was, it was urban x uh female performer of the not year. not only are yeah. you wrong you you're a shitty fan oh, i'm a shitty fan. i was so scared <laughs> so then i was just i didn't like trying to argue with people about it on twitter mm-hmm. so i just deleted that tweet like, talking about it um, and I think, but also like that's social media for you, right? Like yeah. you like try to have one little nice moment and then it's like, ugh, someone has to ruin it. Yeah. But it's, it's <laughs> a, it's a, it's a happy thing. It's also kind of a sad thing. I'm mostly happy about it, but I feel like in order for me to be morally right, I have to acknowledge that it does kind of suck that it took this long. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely get what you're saying. Like there, it's. You're right. Like, it's shitty that you're the first, mm-hmm. but also congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, do, did you feel like, did you feel a lot of, um, I'm going to, I'm going to like preface this with, in porn, you know, obviously, black women are, I don't want to even say niche, but like, you know, limited, right? Mm -hmm. Same with like Asian women, like we're a minority, I guess is how -hmm. you could put it. And, you know, porn is a pretty like competitive industry. um, And in a lot of ways, like it can feel like we are all kind of competing for one spot or like one Mm -hmm. job in a lot of ways. And I think, you know, like you see that among like, all the blonde girls even, or like the blonde white girls or like the brunette white girls or like the big Mm -hmm. ass white girls or whatever. Right. Like everyone is like a search term in porn. Mm -hmm. Um, Did you feel when you won the award, like, did you feel like all of the other black girls were applauding you or did you feel like, was there any type of shade? I didn't see any type of shade. Um, In fact, they even like, the cameras went to September rain um, for a second when I went up on stage and she was just mm-hmm. jumping up and screaming for me. And I was really happy to see that. Yeah. Um, 
I just have been feeling nothing but love from the other black girls in the industry. And we've talked about like the exact same thing. I was just saying the, the bittersweet aspect of it. Um, but it's been just a lot of love and just overwhelmingly happy for me. Like the vibe is it's a win for everyone. Yeah. And I feel like that's, that's where porn is going to it. Whenever mm-hmm. I first started, there was a lot more pigeonholing, I guess you could call mm-hmm. it where if you were black, you did the black scenes. And if you were Asian, mm-hmm. you did the Asian scenes. And then they would have the big movies that were kind of for everybody. And every now and then somebody of a different race would be able to go in, but they were like writing roles for white women um now a lot more people are doing colorblind casting a lot more black performers can just do a scene that isn't about their race mm-hmm. and also, there's also only fans and fansly and all these things right. where you can make your own content so it's not even like you have to accept roles that you don't really like anymore just because you can make your own money and you don't have to make sure that you're like appeasing these directors that you don't even really like um just right. to get money um so that's before the only way to really be successful in porn was to basically be cast by a big studio Mm -hmm. um in a movie and you're right like same with asian girls like there's always room for like one non-white girl in every movie but other than that you're kind of counting on these like all asian movies all black movies whatever Mm -hmm. um and now, like, now with, like, platforms like Pornhub, OnlyFans, whatever, like, we don't count on that to, like, make a living. Mm-hmm. So, no, yeah, I, that's true. I guess the industry is changing a lot in that way. Yeah, and I'm really happy about it. It's really communist, and I love it. Um, like, <laughs> <laughs> the workers are seizing the means of production. It's fucking great. <laughs> yeah, it's it's – we're definitely, like – I remember when I first got into porn, like, I used to hear about the golden age of porn a lot when Mm. internet, DVD, and VHS, like, all crossed. So everyone was making, like, so much money. Yeah. And I always felt like, damn it, I just missed the golden age of porn. But for sure, this is the golden age of porn. Where, like, for performers anyway. Yeah, I think that the golden age for producers that definitely was the DVD era, like right before uh, internet porn really changed things mm-hmm. up. Um, but now this is the golden age for performers because it's so much easier to make your own money, especially since you don't even need to buy fancy camera equipment. You don't have to hire a photographer. You don't have to hire a makeup artist. You can do your own makeup. You can shoot it on your phone. You can shoot it in your bedroom. And it may not be mm-hmm. the brightest, lit, classiest content, but you can still make a bunch of money off of it. So totally. you can- Totally. Definitely level up and do more extravagant stuff as you go along, but it's not necessary in order to make a living. It's way more accessible now. And because of that, we had this really interesting parallel with the food and beverage industry um, where hmm. a lot of people like waitresses and things like that were quitting and not coming back to restaurants because of how they were treated during the pandemic, were being forced back to come back to work when things weren't completely safe and then being treated like shit by both their bosses and the customers. And so they developed other skills. They left. You have less people who are willing to work those jobs or if they are willing to work those jobs, they're demanding extra money as they should. And you have all of these restaurant owners complaining like, oh, nobody wants to work anymore. And it's just that like less people are willing to take their shit. And the porn industry, the same thing happened where we had a long time of people being taken advantage of and people taking all of this shit because they felt like they had to make these directors happy in order to pay their rent. But now you have all these girls that 
started OnlyFans and realized like, oh fuck, I don't need you. So some of them left completely and they're just doing their own thing. Some of them are mostly doing their own thing and just coming back and popping in for studios when they feel like it. And some people are like me, like I still prioritize my studio shoots, but I'm definitely making most of my money from my self-produced content. So mm-hmm. it's making it so I can really have the freedom to do almost anything I want. That's so, so, so true. And I think like a lot of that is, you know, a a lot of that is like, and so many industries are like this. You're so right about that parallel. I never thought about that with the food industry, but like Mm -hmm. so many industries, including these and other ones, like I think we accept, we accept the way things are just because they're, that's the way the industry is, right? Like Mm you, you hear about even like, again, in the food industry, like how terrible, you know, cooks are treated. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they always say like the restaurant industry, like, you know, it, it's just like really, really, really hardcore. And if you're not willing to like put in these crazy hours and everything, like you're just not going to make it. And people accept it because it's like, that's just what it is. Mm-hmm. And same thing with porn, right? Like we accepted like there's so much stuff that like I didn't even realize was kind of fucked up um until like recently you know what I mean and and nothing like obvious like not you know not to say we were being like abused on set or anything like that but yeah like it's pretty fucked up that like we just you know got that one small check for shooting a scene and they mm-hmm. continue to make so much money off of us, um, yeah. and off of our images. And they repackaged us and redistributed us and, you know, like continue to make money off of us for decades. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just got like, what, like a thousand dollars for that scene, yeah. you know? No, it's and- crazy. Like there was this company that I shot a scene with, it must've been seven, eight years ago. And they have a partnership with a toy line and they mm-hmm. put my face on a box mm-hmm. and it says Kier Noir movie download with toy. But they made the words movie download really small. So it just says Kier Noir movie download with toy. <laughs> and then it's like a black pussy. And I can't do anything about it because I don't own that image. I signed paperwork that said they could do yep. whatever they want. They can sell it to other people. They can represent me however they want with those images. Um, yep. So even though like I have my flashlight, which is my official toy that's actually molded after me, after my aroused pussy, after I played with the vibrator, it's fucking great. That when it's, sometimes people will still send me pictures on Twitter and say like, "Look, I got your toy," because the branding on it is my face and Kier Noir movie download with toy. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. You know when I when I first did my deal with flashlight, like. Fleshlight has like they've cha- kind of changed their contracts throughout the years, but back when I signed on, there was like an exclusivity um, clause in it, I think, and I almost like couldn't get my fleshlight because a company, a production company, had done exactly that to me, where like I. You know, and and it's not like I was forced to sign the rights to those images away or anything right. like that. But that's just like, again, that's just what it was. And they took their images that I had taken for a, to shoot a porno that day and made a toy out of it and made like a pocket pussy thing. And I think mm-hmm. if it weren't for like some kind of loophole thing in the contract, like I wouldn't have been able to get a flashlight, which of which would have yeah. sucked because the flashlight deal is a, a much better deal. Well, I, I fucking love my flashlight. 
And I, I had the same problem where they, whenever I first started talking to them, they they sent me pictures of that toy and they were like, Hey, do you already have a deal with somebody? And I was like, no, 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 no. I can prove it. This toy was available before I ever even got into porn. And I know that because when I was a stripper, I worked at a club that was connected to a sex shop and I've mm-hmm. seen that exact like like just generic black pussy toy. Right, it's not a mold of your It's not a mold of me in any pussy. way. They did not make it with me in mind. They just already had this toy and they slapped my face on the packaging because they were allowed to because they bought it from the company that I shot a scene with. So it's uh, because I explained that to them, I even showed them like, look, other fleshlight girls have this happen to me. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no, like, they oh. definitely dealt with that. You, mm-hmm. you just touched on something that I think people would find interesting. Um, mm-hmm. When we get molded for our fleshlights, we, um, we arouse our pussies by using mm-hmm. like vibrators or toys or masturbating or, or whatever your method may be in order to get like your pussy a little bit engorged. Yeah. So like, so that when they mold it, you're at the point of like the height of like arousal. And I think that's not just your pussy. It's your pussy that's saying, fuck me. (laughs) Right, 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 right. It's like when it's like the most open and like inviting, Mm -hmm. I guess. But yeah, like that's, they, they should, I feel like they should like advertise that part more because Mm -hmm. I think people would like, like to know that. (laughs) but I don't know um earlier when we hopped on when you weren't at your friend's apartment um (laughs) I saw like was that your office or no I have a studio apartment so I just have this big cubby wall thing um with all of my hoe clothes in it and trophies and stuff on it so yeah that's what I wanted to mention is your trophies Mm -hmm. are there um and I, I, yeah, I was going to ask, like, where in your house do you display your trophies? Because that's, like, something I'm yeah. always curious about. With It's next to my bed. I don't have all of them right now. Um, I won Best Supporting Actress this year and last year, um, and I haven't gotten those trophies yet. I have an Expos trophy that I won this year, and then there's another one that I won in 2020. And they told me, yeah, come pick it up later, and then the world went yeah. to crazy town. So <laughs> I didn't go pick it up. Um, so I need to like, I'm actually going to be contacting some people from XBiz this week to see if I can get both of those trophies back. Um, For sure. And, well, I, I just want to display them right next to my bed. That way when I make porn, I, it'll be right there in the background. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. That's a really good idea. I, I, I always like, I think about this a lot, but like, and and it seems like you, it's very easy for you for you to choose a place to put your trophies. But like, I remember like when I first got a couple of trophies, I was like, I don't know where in my house to put them. And like, mm-hmm. this is obviously like a very like like neurotic and <laughs> I don't know, like <laughs> introspective. <laughs> like, I don't know. Do you want to put them in your bedroom? Self-hate. Do you want to have them in your living room? I never knew where to put them. Like I putting it on like the mantle felt like kind of gross to me. And then like, I don't know, like for a while I, um, I was in like a relationship with someone who had a Mm -hmm. lot of trophies themselves. So like, it felt good to like keep them together. Mm -hmm. Um, and then that like, didn't feel as weird to me. And then now, you know, I'm like living back on the East coast. I'm like, not really like, you know, I haven't really like been winning awards, because I'm not really shooting anymore and and whatever. But like, mm-hmm. it's, it's this weird thing now of like, I'm like, where do I put these trophies? Like, I, and, and also like, how long can you display an old trophy? Is it a forever <laughs> thing? I think it's a forever thing. I think it's, 
if you have like a high school trophy and it's not a you know, best in the country or best in the world kind of thing, it's just a participation trophy or something like that. I feel like that would be slightly strange if you're in your 40s. What if it is a best it. in the world thing? What if, if it's it a is a best in the world thing? Then yes, display that always. And I feel like if it, it, it's, it definitely depends on the like severity of the, the award, like how big it is. <laughs> and then also how old you were when you got it. <laughs> I mean, like, okay, like, okay, sure. But like, okay, do you think like your performer of the year award is something you can keep up forever? Oh yeah, for sure. It'll be hilarious if I'm an old lady. Think about it. I'm I'm 70 years old. I'm doing assisted living and this this new woman is going to come into my home and help me move around so I don't fall and die. And then she's helping me dust up and then she sees best gangbang. <laughs> that would be incredible. But but is it one of those things? You know what? You know what it is? Okay, mm-hmm. I agree with you. I think that's not only hilarious but awesome and I think like yeah, like go you mm-hmm. to like that 80-year-old woman. But I think <laughs> that there is like an awkward phase in the middle where like mm-hmm. it, it's kind of like how it's kind of ha- like how when something is something like an item can be new, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's used for a while and then it becomes either vintage or an antique. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? But like there's a whole chunk of time in the middle where it's like it's just used. Mhm. That's kind of how I feel about my trophies right now where I'm like cuz like all my trophies are like from like 2013. Mhm. You That's know what not I mean? So they're, they're not quite vintage but they're not in the last couple of years either. <laughs> I don't I don't think 10 years ago is that long ago. Like that's Everyone still knows who you are. Like whenever I, I just casually am texting you about something and I'm with a newer performer and I'm like, yeah, I'm just like, let me finish this text to Asta. They're like, Asta Akira? Oh my God, you know her? The, the 2013 uh, yes. recipient of the, the best gangbang award? Yes. People sure are hiding. Her. So I think that if no one knew who you were, then maybe it would be a little weird. But even then, it's still a cool talking point if somebody comes over and they didn't know that about you. And then they mm. see this trophy and they're like, oh, word? Like, I, I only want to hang out with people that would be happy to see it. Sure. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Have you have you ever had like a situation where you hide it? Because like maybe, um, I don't Sometimes know, like a family member's like coming over, reason. a plumber, I don't know. Um, I actually fucked up the last time I had a maintenance guy come into my place. I thought I did a really great job of hiding all of my hoe stuff, but I had my Brazzers bag sitting out. I had a glass dildo on my little cubby thing. Um, oh, and I also had like Polaroid pictures of myself naked on my table. It's hilarious because these sound like very obvious items. Okay, so that the glass would not dildo. be forgotten, but like, like, yeah, to a porn star, like yeah, the glass dildo blends in. It's a nice dildo. It doesn't look like a penis. It looks like right. a, a glass column. It's a classy. It's a classy. <laughs> yeah. And then the Polaroid pictures. I just forgot they were there. Um, and the Brazzers bag. I use that as a purse half the times. So I, I really just forgot that I had that hanging up. Um, there was one time, so one of my best friends is Leo Weiss, um, and he also lives in my apartment building, uh, and he has this, like, screensaver thing of, on his computer where it'll just flash through pictures that he has saved on his thing. 
Um, so there's one day we were about to leave. And as we were walking out from his apartment, a maintenance guy was walking like towards us. And he was, he goes to Leo and he's like, Oh, I'm actually going into your apartment to fix your whatever right now. And he was like, yeah, okay, cool, cool, cool. And then we kept walking and then Leo just stops and sprints back to his apartment <laughs> because he had to turn off his a whole computer screen to make sure the pictures of my ass weren't going to like come up. <laughs> we had just got a scene together and it was one of the most hilarious things like we honestly get in this little bubble when you're a sex worker I totally think, because like because all of your other friends are hoes and so you're you get desensitized to this kind of stuff totally and- like there's a blindness that comes mm-hmm. like it's so true like i'm i'm really really careful like obviously you know like i have kids and you know so my house is very very like um there's like not porn shit lying around anymore like that's just mm-hmm. like not at this stage in my life that's not what my house looks like Mm -hmm. um but it's funny because even me like like the other day my nanny was here and like I told her to go she wanted something out of my bathroom Mm -hmm. um so she went up to go get it and then she comes out and she's like oh I saw your whole enema kit (laughs) (laughs) and I'm like oh shit like that's right like even Mm -hmm. stuff like that like yeah you you get so used to just having that stuff lying around that it's yeah it becomes no. very normal. Wait, hold on. I want to yeah. go back though, because mm-hmm. you mentioned Leo Vice is, you know, one of your best friends. You guys live mm-hmm. in the same building. You're always together. Not always together. We hang out a lot. <laughs> I feel like you guys are together a lot. Yeah. <laughs> are you are you guys like dating? No, we're just friends. Just friends. Yeah. With benefits. We we fuck, but it's on camera. <laughs> Do you ever fuck not on camera? No, not really. Just on camera. Mm-hmm. Have you ever fucked off camera? What Can with, with him or in general? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever? I mean, I'm most of my sex has been for entertainment purposes. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, we we became friends because um, when we met, I was living in Vegas, and the first X3 convention, which is a porn convention um, in LA, was happening. And he was hanging out with a mutual friend um, of ours, uh, Inca. And she introduced us. I was like, yeah, okay, cool. Like, he seems really nice. And then I told the girl that I was dating at the time about him. Uh, she was also Asian. And she was like, you have to work with him. Fuck him. Fuck him. Like, he's Asian. Like, support Asian male porn. <laughs> yeah, like, support the cause. <laughs> yeah. So she like, pushed me to work with him. And so we shot together. And we, we got lunch. And we were just like talking a whole bunch. And I was telling him about how I really didn't like staying at hotels in LA whenever I was coming through. And he offered to let me stay at his place. So then for a while, when I was still living in Vegas, but coming to LA to shoot, I was staying at his place. And oh, I loved the, okay. um, the building. So I just got an apartment here and then I moved back. <laughs> so now we hang out a lot because we're neighbors. Oh my gosh. So do you... This is interesting to me because, like, I was actually just, like, reading a piece. I think it was on the Pornhub Sexual Wellness Center. But, like, the one of the doctors on here, I, I think it was, like, Dr. Stacy was talking about, like, the concept of, like, friends with benefits and is it really possible? And it's interesting to me because I think about this a lot. Like, hmm. obviously, you think friends with benefits is possible because you're living yeah. it. Do you not, is there any part of you that feels like one day one of you is going to fall in love with the other one and it'll so. just all be fucked? We have similar views on 
just like like relationships in general when it comes to platonic and family and romantic and sexual i never want to be married again um oh. my last relationship that i was in we were monogamous to a point like i was still doing porn but i wasn't mm-hmm. fucking anybody for free and i wasn't dating anybody on the side it was just like she was my only romantic partner and like free like you were only partner. fucking people if it was on camera for work exactly mm-hmm. um and after that one, it's not like I had a problem with being monogamous. Mm-hmm. It's just not my natural and incl- like, like I, I just don't really love it as much as just being open with people about who I'm attracted to and who I have sure. a crush on. And just like, I like like you're able to do it, but it's also like kind of fighting against your nature, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that with Leo, he's also not looking to date anybody seriously. Um, we're not doing the like testing the waters to get into a relationship thing. We really are just friends and the benefits mm-hmm. are we make money together by shooting porn. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And because he lives so close, we it's really convenient to hang out. Um, so it just works. Like he's a really cool guy. So I like hanging out with him a lot. Yeah. I mean, like it's, it's, do you feel like you're not looking for a relationship? At this point. Not right now, no. I make so much money when I'm single. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, when I'm in a relationship, I do tend to put the romantic stuff first. And mm-hmm. so I'm turning down work. And like when I was living in Vegas, I was not coming to LA as much because I was trying mm-hmm. to focus on staying home. Um, so when I'm single, like we broke up in the middle of last year. And then I just went hard with all of my porn shit. And then I won Female Performer of the Year, so I... Yeah, so the proof is in the pudding. Yeah, I kind of just want to keep this going where I... It's not like I want to do porn forever, but Mm -hmm. if I do get into a romantic thing again, I would like it to be another hoe. I would like for her to also be polyamorous. Um, Are you only interested in dating women? Yeah. I love fucking guys for porn. Um, I love women, though. Yeah. Why mm-hmm. did can I ask why did you guys break off? It was a lot of different things. Um the going back and forth between LA and Vegas was really tough. Mm-hmm. Um I think that when we first started dating, it was when the world was still kind of half in lockdown and I was mm-hmm. mostly doing OnlyFans and then I had a boob job so I was recovering at home and I just had a lot of free time to spend with her. So me being a porn star didn't bother her so much. Mm, um, it's kind of because, like meeting someone on vacation. Yeah, yeah. Like you're but not then, meeting their the everyday daily version of themselves or exactly. like of their circumstances. Right. And I, I think that sometimes people are okay with things in theory and then mm-hmm. in practice they realize that like they, they're having an unexpected reaction. I, I think that's part of what totally. happened where she was never directly jealous of me doing porn. But it started kind of manifesting in other areas Mm -hmm, where mm -hmm. she would be suspicious of me fucking other people behind her back or Mm -hmm. she would want me to have have my location turned on all the time and Mm -hmm. like do check-in calls and all this stuff that like sometimes I can do and sometimes I can't. And I don't think that she was wrong for wanting those things to No, it's valid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I think that we just got to a place where I wasn't able to give her what she needed. Mm-hmm. And it was just starting to get too stressful for both of us. I'm a big believer in like you might as well break up when things aren't working rather than try to force something to work when it's clearly not. Mm-hmm. And I've been in a relationship where I was clinging on and they were kind of halfway out the door, mm-hmm. but they felt bad for me. And so they tried to make it work with me and mm-hmm. we just ended up 
hating each other afterwards. So I didn't want to do that to her of just mm-hmm. stringing her along, even though I, I felt like it, we really just weren't compatible anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so we broke up. And yeah, no, for sure. Like dating, her. dating someone who does porn is like not for most people. Right. That is like a really valid and, and normal and like very, like it's not a shocking like mm-hmm. thing at all. Um, right. And you're no, so I, right. I, like I think sometimes you fall in love and then like you feel diff- mm-hmm. you change your mind or, you know, like. Yeah. I, I think that if I wasn't doing porn, um, she wouldn't have a problem with my past, but me mm-hmm. actively doing it and then actively doing it in like, 300 miles away <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and being away from home days at a time. Um, that was it's a little tough. rough. And yeah. there are other just compatibility issues. Mm-hmm. Oh, I- <laughs> it's okay. And I think that that also contributed, like our love languages were really different. Um, what I- is yours? I love buying things for people, but I hate when people buy things for me. Oh my god. <laughs> I love Wait, are you the perfect person? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not it's because I've always hanging out with people who want to buy me shit or like do like acts of service for me. Um, like cleaning my place or like like moving stuff for me. And mm-hmm. for other people, it's like, oh, you, you did me this huge favor and now things are working better for me. Thank you so much. For me, I'm, I'm like, so you're saying I'm incompetent and I can't do anything right. <laughs> Okay, great. Um, Right, like thanks. So she liked to express her love by acts of service and getting me stuff. And that made me really uncomfortable. And I like to show my affection by buying her stuff. Um, and that made her uncomfortable sometimes because we have a, a bit of an imbalance with money. How do I so- get in the middle of this relationship and just receive all the gifts? Because my love like, language is receiving <laughs> gifts. Um, you know, it, it, it just, that, that, were, that was causing a riff with some things. Um, yeah. But there was one time I felt so fucking bad. She, so I was moving into my place in Vegas um, and I have like this whole room of hoe stuff. So I had dildos and stripper clothes and stripper heels and like a fuck machine, webcams, all this like obvious slut things. So I was going to put into this like slut room and she offered to have her brother and her friend move a bed frame in there for me and then like organize the stuff for me. And I was like, no, I'm just going to hire movers and I want to organize the stuff myself because I don't really feel comfortable with other people rooting through my horse shit. Um, So thank you. But no, that actually make me like super uncomfortable. Please don't do that. And so we were having this conversation when I was in LA and she was in Vegas, like, and she had access to my apartment. Um, so I drive home from Ve- from LA to Vegas. And as I'm like walking to my door, her friend comes out of my apartment and she's like, oh, hey, perfect timing. We just finished up. And then I go inside and she like did the thing that I asked her not to do. Oh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of like, oh, thank you. you. You tried. That's really nice. That is really also, Why did you do that? The intention was really good. But yeah, I think, I think, yeah, like you could probably compare it to like someone maybe like digging through your underwear drawer. It's, it's more like a, I think that sometimes a nice thing is not nice if it's not what the person receiving it would want. Of course, yeah. Her her intentions were definitely to do a nice thing. And like a lot of, we had a couple of different little things like that where she wanted wanted to do something nice for her. And it was just like not really what either one of us wanted. Mm -hmm. Um, In that sense, we weren't compatible. And that's why I say like there was a lot of different things where I think that she's a fucking great person. No, she's awesome. I I still follow her on Instagram. As you should. She's great. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. Like, (laughs) 
<laughs> Actually, I'm glad I got, I have you here because, um, <laughs> no, like, do you think one, is it appropriate for me to continue following her on Instagram? Yeah. Because obviously like I met her through you. Right. Mm -hmm. And like, I, I think her content is good. So like, yeah. I, I enjoy following her like in that way. And I just think she's a really, really cool and funny person, mm -hmm. but like, you know, a lot of times like your friend breaks up with someone and then you don't want any of your friends following the, whatever like right. you're cool with that or if she was like a monster and i was telling her like, like telling you that i was like she did all these like crazy fucking things to me mm -hmm. and you were like yeah i love her though. then i would think that was a little bit weird but she's cool so i understand like she's she's pretty she's funny her content's good um i think that that's fine okay well, thank you mm -hmm. so everyone <laughs> you heard it here i have i have kira's permission <laughs> <laughs> Um, so d when you first got into porn, like was winning the performer of the year, like, was that, or winning any award at all? Like, was that like on the goal list or like, is that how you measure success at all? Mm, yes and no. The first time I was nominated for something, um, it was my second year in porn. Cause I started doing studio porn right after the 2015 AVN awards. Mm -hmm. Um, so I had a whole, like year and then another year to do things um, mm -hmm. before I was actually like eligible for nomination. And so I was nominated for Best New Starlet and Best Solo. And oh, I'd so never you were a Spiegler girl right away. Oh, like about eight months in. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, I mean, that's like right away. Yeah. Most people. <laughs> yeah. Like most people are in, you know, I was in like three years before. Oh, wow. I dared approach Spiegler. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was I was a little bit afraid of him. Um, I have a story to tell you about that. Actually, I'm gonna put a pin in that for a second. <laughs> um, so I I it was my first time at the convention, and it was my first time meeting fans in person. And so I had four days straight of people telling me like, "Oh, you're definitely gonna win best solo. You're definitely gonna win because you're pole dancing in yours. Nobody else did anything like that. It was so unique. You're so cool. You're definitely gonna win best new starlet too because like you're so great." And I kind of let that hype up me up a little bit. Totally. And so. By the time the awards happened, I was thinking I was going to win yep. one of those two. And I didn't. Um, mm -hmm. And I cried. I was very upset. Mm -hmm. And then after that day, um, <laughs> so I was like waiting for my ride the day after the award show in front of the hotel. Um, Dana DeArmond was standing outside too. And I was telling her like, yeah, I'm just really disappointed. It sucks. And she's like, oh, no, the second you don't care about the awards, that's when you win. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Take it from so Dana, I, who's been yeah. here for a hundred years. Yeah, I mean, so, so I, but <laughs> so after that, I just I focused on if I get nominated, that's awesome, and that's still being recognized in the sea of porn stars, where the market is so oversaturated, especially now. There's so fucking many yeah. people doing porn. If, if you're nominated, that's amazing. If you're making money, like really good money, that's fucking incredible. So. I just try to focus on being happy about that. And of course, whenever I would win something, it would be awesome. I would be so fucking hype about it, but mm -hmm. it would never be something that's going to make me cry again after that first time. I mean, I've been there. Know. Like that, that is the most humbling feeling. You know, people mm -hmm. say it's humbling when you win an award, but that's not humbling at all. What's humbling <laughs> is when you don't, because I, I went through the same exact like steps as you like I I didn't care I was happy to be nominated and then mm -hmm. I didn't think I would win but then a bunch of people got in my ear and were like oh you're totally gonna win mm -hmm. and then you don't and then you're like embarrassed for even caring that much or even yeah. thinking that you might possibly win like mm -hmm. who like you you idiot <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, like I feel like that's such a real, real experience that I completely understand how you feel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, but I want to say something. Um, so with Spiegler, whenever I first met him, um, I I got his number from my first agent. And he told me, like, hey, call this number. He's going to, like, put you through a couple little tests. Like, he's going to say, text me at this time. Then he's going to say, call me at this time. Then he's going to Oh, my God. So the test is, like, famous? Yeah. <laughs> he was, like, telling me what it was. Right? Um, so he told me, like, be very punctual because he's, like, testing to see if you can follow basic fucking instructions. You know what I mean? Um, so I did all that, but I was still a little bit nervous. I didn't know what Spiegler looked like. I'd heard his name a bunch. And I oh. knew, like, who the Spiegler girls were. But I didn't really, I had never seen him in person before. So whenever it got to the point where he was telling me to come to his apartment, I was kind of scared. I was like, what if this is fake? <laughs> I was texting my friends, like, this is the car I'm getting into. This is the address. If I don't, like, text or call you in an hour, call the police. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I go to Spiegler's apartment, and he's Spiegler, so he, but I didn't, I, I didn't even think to Google him. I probably should have just done that so I could see a fucking picture of him, but I was 20 and stupid. So I, I went to his apartment, and I was like, okay, hi. And I was kind of waiting for him to turn into a sleaze bag and be like, oh yeah, so like if you suck my dick, then you'll totally be a speaker. Right, 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 right. So he was just being really professional and asking me, like, do you live in LA? Do you have a car? Like, what do you want to do in porn? All that stuff. And then you and Abella Danger walked in. You just come from the gym or something like that. What? And you're just okay. like, you just sat down on the couch and you're like, hey Spiegler, hi, we just did this stuff. And I was like, okay, if they're here, then this is real. <laughs> I'm safe. Yeah. <laughs> And, like, for anyone that doesn't know, like, if you close your eyes and imagine what a porn agent might look like, that's Spiegler. <laughs> like, he, he looks, looks like he, he looks kind of sleazy. He, he looked like Danny DeVito's sleazy porn, like, porn cousin. <laughs> um, what a compliment. He's great, though. I don't think he would be offended because he's, he's not concerned about that kind of shit. He's a really, he really isn't. Well in the industry. He he's so professional and like that's the thing with Spiegler is he looks so sleazy and he's like really, really, really not. I've actually like mm. I've seen girls come on to Spiegler, you know. I accidentally did once. <laughs> he got really mad. We you um, accidentally came on to, went went on Yeah. So this is when I first got with him and I was fucking this guy and I, I used to save people on my phone with like dumb nicknames instead of their actual names because I thought it was cool. And so I had this guy saved <laughs> my phone as daddy. And I had Spiegler saved on my phone as daddy. <laughs> and I texted the wrong daddy. Hey, this girl just hit me up and I think she wants to fuck. Like, should I bring her over tonight? Or like, when are you free? Or just something like that. And I sent it. And the second I hit send, I was like, oh, fuck, wrong daddy. Wrong like, daddy. seconds after that, he called me. And he was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Why the fuck would you send me? Of course, no. What, are you okay? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And he was not only saying no, but he was offended that I would even proposition him in such a way. Like, <laughs> Dude, that's so funny. Did you change? Is Spiegler still daddy in your phone? He's work daddy now. Um, oh, okay. I don't make that mistake again. I don't save guys on my phone as daddy, but that's why he's work daddy to make that distinction. <laughs> um, so I, I, 
I have my dad saved as dad, like my actual father saved as daddy <laughs> in my phone. But like, mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many times I have accidentally called him, meaning to call Sean, my husband, <laughs> because I call him daddy, but like I, he's not even daddy in my phone, but like so many times my mind just like, I don't know, like I forget they're both in my favorites and I click daddy and I'm like, oh, I meant to call Sean, sorry. <laughs> but it could be so much worse. Like it could have been a text and that would be terrible. <laughs> oh my God. So, um, so what's next for you? Like what, I guess like once you've hit the top, like what, well, do you have thing goals? About, yeah. Uh, this age in porn, there's a lot of different avenues. So yeah. I still haven't done a lot of things that I would want to do. I really want to be a lead role in a feature film. Um, a lot of people don't know that porn does big movie storyline stuff. Mm -hmm. And I, like I said before, I've won um, Best Supporting Actress three years in a row now. I would really love to continue doing acting stuff and do something as a, the leading actress. Um, and people might not know this, but like, it's like, well, no, maybe it's the most obvious thing in the world, but like, <laughs> but not all porn people can act. <laughs> yeah. Now, now that I've said that out loud. Like, little like, known facts. <laughs> little known facts. We're famous to Fuck <laughs> you. But porn actors are not actors. Um, but no, but like, I actually kind of hate that people assume that we all think we can act because like, that's not our job. Right. No, and a lot of times people don't realize that you'll, people will do the hammy acting on purpose. Like when I'm yeah, doing a totally. scene, I'm not trying to make you believe that I'm actually stuck in the dishwasher. I'm, I'm, I'm fucking around because it's funny and funny is sexy sometimes. <laughs> Yeah. And like a lot of times the script is like so outlandish that like, mm -hmm. what do you, you can't, you know, it right. would be weird to like put in like a super serious acting. I just did a threesome with Demi Sutra and Van Wilde. And the premise like started with I'm fucking like scissoring, screaming fucking Demi on a couch. And then my boyfriend walks in, doesn't hear any of that. <laughs> uh, we hear him before he hears us screaming about how good our pussies feel and then <laughs> when he walks in in order to, to conceal the fact that i am on a girl i just throw a blanket over her and she doesn't cover her face completely because she's demi suture and she's beautiful so why the fuck would she do that so she just half covers herself like this and then he walks in is standing right behind us and doesn't see her <laughs> it's, it's porno logic no logic i love those like it's like no we're not trying to play that seriously we're having fun with it and i like doing both i like doing both the serious mm -hmm. i'm wanting you to believe that i'm actually crying and upset and i'm gonna go fuck somebody and then the mm -hmm. funny like i'm really mad that you are fucking my roommate so i'm gonna suck your dick mm -hmm, <laughs> like, mm -hmm, right yeah, yeah. It, it's true like there's there's mm -hmm. both kinds mm -hmm. and yeah it's um that being said i I'm a horrible actor. So if anyone's <laughs> listening and you thought, I thought I'm a good actor, I know I'm not. Just so you You've know. done Wicked movies though, right? I have, but like they always cast me as like the same things. Like I'm always, e I was always either like playing some form of a prostitute or some form of a robot. <laughs> nice. <laughs> or some form of myself, which hmm. I guess is the prostitute. But yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's just, yeah. Like um, I, I am... I, I, I guess I was good at a few limited type roles. <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, in almost every serious role that I've ever had, at some point I cry and half the time I die. 
That that doesn't make me feel better, Kira. You know why? Because crying and dying are two very hard things to act. No, but it's the same thing every time. We're like, I at some point someone breaks my heart and I am sobbing. And like in, in porno stuff, you have to show your face and your eyes all of the time. And so my first instinct is to be like, ha, ha, ha. and then the director's like, stop hiding your face. And I'm like, ha, ha, ha. And they're like, open your eyes. And I'm like, ha, ha. Oh, so- true. See, I've it's never not- even been given the opportunity to know that that's a thing. <laughs> it's it's really hard. Sometimes I'll just not blink for a while so I can get the tears going. <laughs> I think the hardest thing about acting in a porno, though, is like the fact that you have to stay in character while having sex. Like, yeah. it's very hard for me to remember that I'm playing a role when I'm having sex. It's Like, once I'm like, have one orgasm, I'm like, everything just goes out of my brain there are some companies that will do um like like less cinema i love working for them partially because my friend casey directs for them so i get to work mm-hmm. for her casey but Calvert. also because yeah they'll do these things where you have your character and it's mostly storyline and then mm-hmm. at some point your character will have sex but you don't have to make it last for a certain amount of time you don't have to do a certain amount of positions. You don't have to open up to camera. You just have to fuck in character. And if that's for five minutes and that makes sense for the story, then they're happy with that. Whoa, um, I've never, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not used to that. Wow, porn is really evolving. Like when I was shooting, yeah. it was, yeah, it was definitely like 25 minutes of sex, mm-hmm. four positions. One has to show your tits. One has to show your ass. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's um very like, uh, there's a formula, but- mm-hmm. Oh, no, a lot cool. of people are appreciating the more, more intimate, passionate, real type of yeah. stuff. Um, so- I can see it also like specifically Casey, I think, is someone mm-hmm. who really values like organic sex and like she yeah. really cares about um, performers um, on the set and like mm-hmm. that everyone is having a good time and making like an authentic product. So. Yes. No, I, I love working for Casey Calvert. And the la- oh, we actually won an award um, for Expos. We won Best All-Girl Movie for Sorrow Bay. And it was one of the best girl-girl scenes I've ever done in my life because the, the sex scene that I had was that I'm, I was waking up in bed with my girlfriend and we were having sleepy, lazy morning sex. And we did exactly that. And it was oh. great. <laughs> and it was a room full of queers shooting it. And, it was- and it's always oh. a good day when you're having sex on a bed. Right. And not like a desk or like the kitchen counter. Right. Or the stairs or this rock. (laughs) And you're like, you know, you're in sheets and you're probably like in something comfortable, not like Mm -hmm. um, some like seven piece lingerie set. (laughs) (laughs) One time I fucked Joanna Angel in the truck of a, sorry, a bed of bed truck, the bed of a truck. And it was freezing cold outside. Um, and we were wearing boots and it was not one of the things where you could just fucking character and it was fine. Like he was one of the, like, you have to go for 30 minutes and yeah, yeah, scream yeah, yeah, yeah. like with one tripping position. And yeah, yeah. So, um, that was, that was a lot. And I, I learned some new stuff from her that day of like how to open up for camera and girl, girl that I still use today. <laughs> um, shout out to Joanna. Yeah. Joanna Angel's fucking amazing. Um, but that was, that was a lot. I also died in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> you're reminding me right now that like i think i spent 80 percent of my time in porn cold just being cold it's always in the the winter time that's when you're doing all the outdoor shoots because it's overcast so the lighting is perfect and you're shivering but you're like in a bikini you're like wow it's a really hot day today (laughs) we should fuck out here 
And then in the summertime, you have to be inside, but the AC in a studio. is going too loud. Yeah. yeah. So you can't have the, like, the cool air running, so you're just sweating and your ass off. guys can't keep their, little known fact, guys can't keep their boners when it's hot inside, and mm-hmm. that's always an issue. Yeah. So it's really fun to do a gangbang in a warehouse with no AC. Ooh, I've done a lot of those. And yeah, yeah, from my end, it was fun, but <laughs> it kind of sucked for some other guys sometimes. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for talking with me. No, thank um, you. I could talk to you forever. Um, I know. I could talk to you forever. <laughs> we've been doing this for an hour, and okay. they told me I have to cut it off at an hour. So we're going to do that. But congratulations. You're incredible. I thank hope you. you are like just on cloud nine. And <laughs> it's going to be a good year. It's going to be fun. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I, I'll see you. Oh, I think I see you soon. I think I see you in New York. Um, oh, fuck yeah. Right? Yeah. I don't know. For, uh, there's like a Pornhub thing, but I don't think we're allowed to talk like about me. that. So I'll cut this out. Okay. okay. All right. Bye. <laughs> bye. Oh, no. What? what? Oh. oh, yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs>